You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. There was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. I have an army. We have a Hulk. This is the Marvel Tribe, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Avengers! Assemble. Well, good evening, Marvel Tribe. This is one of your hosts, the Blurred Hulk, with my co-host here, Louis, a.k.a. Louie, a.k.a. Lou Stepper, a.k.a. Skip to my Lou, a.k.a. I have a million Lou nicknames throughout the universe here. This dude's a variant in his own right here. So I just want to say welcome you all to another episode of the Marvel Tribe here. Uh, so just sit back, grab your popcorn and chips. I'm freeballing the uh, the intro here. So I completely, I usually read it just so you guys know. So I'm just going off the cuff here. So feel the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive. One love, one, yeah, wait, one love, one, ch- ah, shoot. It's a Marvel Tribe. Dang, I, all right, Lewis, I, butchered, I, butchered, I butchered that. I butchered that, but it, it's all right. The, the, they'll forgive me, I think. I hope. Hey, like we were and talking we're, before we went live. We were talking about comedies. You got to let it dwell and let it marinate. And then it becomes a hit. I love that word. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, we're going, we're talking about, you know, Happy Gilmore. And it, what sparked this was the, the cocaine bear. And Lewis saw some, some uh, guys uh, talking about, you know, potential sequels and I, I informed him that me and Sean from uh, Walt's apartment podcast was having that very same conversation. We're talking about the sequels already before uh, cocaine bear even came out. So, I mean, okay. we can do the line, not the lion King. <laughs> that would be interesting, <laughs> but uh cocaine lion, you know, our, <laughs> you know, and you can even do a rift off of because cocaine bear was based off of a true story. And you know, and we've had the line. The what, what's the guy is um, the, not the uh, what's that dude that was arrested for all those uh, breeding? The Tiger King. Yep. So Tiger King's in jail. Maybe there's a story about you know one of his tigers, you know, inhaling meth, and we got meth, we got meth tigers, and you know, there's another sequel right there. So just putting it out there, you know, you never know. I got but, one for you. Uh, oh, shoot. If we were to have an accident Marvel character get hopped up on meth, who would it be? Oh, my God. I, I know you don't want the Hulk on meth. That could be bad. No, because he would just destroy everybody and everything. And it wouldn't be that funny. It would be actually, it would be sad. But I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. I would absolutely flip my, you know what, to see the original Golden Boy Captain America. Like just zonked out of his mind and stuff. Like seriously, like that dude. Yeah, just bar fights left and right and stuff. Him or or Drax, either one of them. Just kind of yeah. We're kind of on the same wavelength. I was thinking with Cocaine Bear. I was thinking Mm -hmm. Cocaine like Rocket. 
Okay, Rocket Raccoon, high in cocaine. Rocket's super intelligent. He probably would be left to his own devices and he would just create doomsday tech and stuff like that. I don't think he would. I think he wouldn't go on that many adventures and stuff. Like, I, I cause as much chaos, but I do like it because we would get some. He, I mean, telling you, he's like, dude, you just invented this thing that can end the multiverse? Like, dude, I was high on cocaine. What do you expect? <laughs> you know? So imagine that though, like, like with the Winter Soldier's arm, he's gonna be like, "I'm gonna get that bag, guarantee it." Like, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and well, this is why I think Drax, Drax, cocaine Drax would be freaking a phenomenal thing to see. I mean, if you've seen the, did you see the Christmas special? The, I did. The Guardians. Yes. Yeah. So they they hammed up Drax's character a little bit more. He's already been he's already been the comic relief for that, but him on cocaine and stuff would just. Yeah, I, I think that would be a standalone film, and I, I'm I'm here for it. I would definitely shell out some money for that. So, <laughs> not that that will ever happen and stuff. So that that would be a fan base project. So, oh, all yeah. you fans out there who have cameras and time on your hands, just kind of put them out there. Out there, cocaine drags might be might be the next thing. So, <laughs> but, oh man. So we were, so we we were planning on, and we still going to do it, do a deep dive of Ant Man Quantumanium. Uh, but I'm going to give kind of a non spoiler alert out of respect for my co-host because he hasn't seen it yet. I'll let him tell you as to why because uh, we we don't live in the same state or in the same region and stuff. But and everything's different and stuff. So he's uh, you says you're what half hour an hour. I'm away about from- I'm about forty five minutes away from. A movie theater, but one that actually has the good seats. The if I'm going to go the drive, the best one is about an hour away from me. And unfortunately, yeah. sometimes the show times are like so. If it's an hour down, the movie itself is like two twenty, two thirty. By the time I get out of the movie, so for me to go see a movie, it's about a, a five hour event. Dude, that's a whole see. day trip, exactly. Yeah. And that's not even saying, oh, let's stop and get food. Like, yeah. so, and then so yeah. normally. I'm picking out of the theater because I'm like, dude, I got to jam back home. <laughs> Luckily, the theater we have has this really cool little pizza shop inside. So you can get like oh, a full-blown like 14-inch pizza and just murder oh. the theater. So it, 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 when you go see a movie, it's well worth it. But it's mm-hmm. trying to get off the couch and say, let's take the day to go see a movie. So it, it, that's, that's the challenge yeah. about it. It's it's yeah that that's a whole day trip so I totally get it you know so we're going to tamp down and I'll, I'll give a non spoiler um, uh, review of Ant Man and the Wasp so it you know just like expected you know it was super anticipated for the for the year to kick off the next phase five here and week one it killed at the box office you know it was number one by you know fivefold it was like the thing to go see um i think we're at over 300 million dollars and stuff for it uh, week two which is which happens and stuff especially um it, it 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 went down it didn't meet the expectations and stuff of 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 what they projected they wanted to see happen with with uh, week two showing of ant-man which i'm gonna be honest is fine uh, I think the people who are diehard or who really, really wanted to go see it, they crammed in there to really get that week one results up and stuff. And the truth is, uh, Ant-Man's run, it's blown out all of Ant-Man's previous runs and stuff. Ant-Man 1, Ant-Man 2. And that's all you can really hope for when you're creating 
uh, sequels and and uh, trilogies and renditions of of the same movie and stuff. I mean, I, we've seen it with Thor, uh, Dark World, and stuff. It was crap. <laughs> it wasn't until Ragnarok. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even like original Thor. Like it wasn't really. It just didn't really have that kind of character building elements and stuff for me. It wasn't until uh, Ragnarok, who this comic book, um, you know, loving fan really got into it and stuff. And then we get Thor: Love and Thunder, and boom. Um, it's to me, it was one of the worst uh, Marvel uh, uh, iterations of of the fate of the last phase, Phase Four. So. You know, that doesn't. So, what my point is this um, there's people who always kind of have an outside the club look at things and look at the financials only because that's all the data they really can kind of gleam and, and, and then they make their assumptions like, oh, Marvel's in big trouble and stuff like that. I assure you, I'm here to assure you, Marvel's doing fine. Disney is doing fine. Um, this isn't the end. No, I don't. I've never seen a fan ever say I'm not going to see the next Marvel thing because they didn't do they didn't do that well in the box office, or because, or even because another movie that's you know that's its own standalone thing that has some ties to the overall thing did bad. Like Internals didn't ruin it for a lot of people, even though some of those people didn't like Internals. We get this, and we understand. There's people who were boycotting, like She-Hulk. Now, She-Hulk wasn't everyone's flavor, right? And but that did not um, put a stamp, uh, stamper, or uh, you know, a, a roadblock for people seeing other Marvel projects and stuff. They just know they understand that Marvel's not going to meet everyone's taste. Um, they're not going to, you know, they're just not going to be able to play fanfare, be everything to everybody all at once and stuff. So my bottom line is this. I don't, it's not the end of Marvel. Marvel's not going downhill and about to do a deep dive and stuff. We got Guardians of the Galaxy, which is the conclusion of James Gunn's run, which is going to, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be phenomenal and maybe a tearjerker, you know, uh, who knows, but with that, that that was my long soliloquy about the box office of week two and stuff. So, but you bring but up I, some good points. There, there are other people that are number chasers, and mm-hmm. I feel like for people that need to slow down and think, don't judge the num, don't use the numbers to equivalent the movie because the movie yeah. you, there's so many small variables that could have went into this on why it did bad. First off, mm-hmm. it was a February release. The yeah. only I know it's not Marvel. But if you're a diehard Marvel fan, you just say it's Marvel. The only Marvel movie to really do good in February was Deadpool. They marketed mm-hmm. as a violent Valentine's Day film. Ant-Man's not that movie. Ant-Man, me personally, I think it should have been a May or June release. Um, mm-hmm. I think Guardians of the Galaxy should have been end of summer. Um, the yeah. Marvels being in November, I think that's a good fit for the Marvels. So far, it seems like Marvel does really good dropping new new storylines or even slightly adapted ones in the holiday season. You have a little bit more feelings going. You want to go learn something new. You want to feel something new. As we're already established films, it's that summer blockbuster. So I think some of the number variables that we're looking at aren't because the movie's bad. I mean, the trailers alone show it's going to be a good movie. But I think it's the February release date. Not only that, the diehard fans are spending their money on 
diehard fan stuff, whether they're maquette statues, whether they're comics that were released 30 years ago, whether they're gear. So sometimes a Marvel fan, they're like, hey, I can go see it in the movie and support it now, or I'm okay and I can wait until it's on Disney+. Plus." So there's so many different variables that you can't judge the cost of or the money that's making. Not only that, one variable that is out of Marvel's control, Disney's control, and everybody's control is just the cost of living. Am I yep. going to go spend a lot of money to see a movie that I know will come out on Disney Plus three months from now? Mm-hmm. Or do I go pay my bills? Or if you're if you're a nerd, sometimes you're like, hey, I'm buying that Funko Pop because so-and-so is going to be there and sign it. You just yep. never know. There's so many variables. So my thing with this is if you're going to judge a movie based on numbers, that's okay. But do not downplay the movie based on the numbers. Because, yeah. man, there's been so many books that have sat on the shelves for years to come, and all of a sudden they're making movies, and everyone wants to go buy them. You yeah. just have to wait for your moment to enjoy that. So that's that's my thing is I'm all for fans that want to look at numbers. But if you're going to look at numbers, stay with numbers. But if you're going to judge art on art, it's art. You can't really judge it. Hundred, Yeah, I agree, dude. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, we there's, there's those out there, and I'm not picking – uh, fight with any other podcasters out there who are you know preaching doom and gloom for for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and stuff. But you guys know who you are, and it's it, at some point it's, it's just it, it gets ridiculous because no matter what you preach to your audience and stuff, you're going to be the first one there on opening day watching whatever you know the the next Marvel iteration is. That's that's just facts and stuff. Now we can talk about the merit of whether it was a good story. Uh, the villain quality was there a good antagonist protagonist relationship all those kind of pieces and stuff and yeah we can break that down and stuff and and have a real genuine debate like was it better than you know the previous uh previous uh versions of you know ant-man 2 ant-man the wasp you know ant-man the original those are genuine but the the dollar thing you know i'm with lewis You, you just you can you can you can hang your head your hat around that you know that it did a poor opening uh less than what imaginarily it was expected to happen and stuff then that's so be it that's fine you can you can draw all kinds of in conclusions and stuff from that that's that's your right but just know this is this this is this is starting to get a become an old record uh people hear this over and over again and it's like nothing changed they saw this with uh iron man 2 with Thor too, like I said to as well. Um, you know, when the Disney Plus shows were coming out, it was the same thing. Oh, this is the end of Marvel. Marvel's woke, this and that. And then you get the those who swear up and down, they're never seen, and I've seen in my own group. I'm done with Marvel. I'm hanging my hat up. I'm gonna go switch over to DC or whatever and stuff. And I in I, I call cap in my head. I don't, I mean, there's no point in calling someone out, and I just sit and wait. And I'll watch. And I'm like, oh, well, look at that. Look at you commenting on the next Marvel movie that just came out. You just you just saw it. Oh, this is I thought you you just gave up on that. So let's people like to just show out on the internet. That's just the way that is. It's it's wild too, because so many people are like anticipating the downfall of something. Whether it's yeah. Disney's yeah. downfall, whether it's Marvel's downfall, whether it's DC's downfall. But it's it's very eye opening. Like people are like anticipating that waiting, but at the same time, as soon as it happens, they're like, "Wait, wait, this can't happen." It's like, yeah, pick your pick your side. What are you doing? Because I feel like 
especially for us doing the Marvel Tribe, we do Walt's Apartment Live. We, it's yep. we're always we hear more about like, did you hear this negative? Did you hear this negative? It's like, did you hear this positive? Like, why is it so much cooler to be negative about things and socially accepted to be negative things than like, hey, I really like that. Like, no, oh, you do. Like, why? I, I don't understand that. Cause, and for all the Marvel fans out there, a perfect example are all the Marvel fans that doubted and hated the idea of Guardians coming to the big screen. And now Guardians is like one of, I wouldn't say the best trilogy yet because I haven't seen the third one. But Mm -hmm. if we're going trilogy against trilogy, including the holiday special, Guardians trilogy so far is probably top three with me. Ant-Man and Captain America are, Captain America for me has the beautiful climb. Oh, the Winter winter Soldiers, all that, yeah. Yeah, and I so for me, it's like, stop doubting it. Just take a breath, let it happen. And some people just get mad because they don't have the the luxury of seeing it. So they're going to hate on it. It's it's crazy. You can be drowning in the middle of the ocean and they look at you and they're mad at you. But if you show up with a yacht, they're mad at you because you have a yacht. It's like, wait, what are you doing? Stay with us. We'll be right back. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Nah, I mean. So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? You mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm y'all trying. Oh, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. We all artists, man. We go. You feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right with this I got lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I don't, don't play with it. Play with it. No. Take that shit. Sir. Absol- no, absolutely. Well, you know, just like they say, uh, King, you know, with King to conquer, King be King, and the trolls are going to be trolling. That's just it. It just come, it comes with the brand. That's just how that is and stuff. And, and you're right. I was there. I was a part of 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 pushing back uh with the, against the uh people who are saying the guardians who who are the guardians of the galaxy uh marvel's going to hang their rep and all the clout they build up uh you know building out this franchise with with some unknown obscure group of ragtag space uh, space pirates i'm like yeah, they are because it's all about it's about the stories and the characters. They saw some rich characters they can throw out there, and guess what? Like like you said, Louis, they they loved it. But at first, it was all the hate, all the trolls came out and stuff like that, saying it was a big mistake that they're doing this and stuff. So, I mean, here's at the end of the day, it's really up to you whether or not you want to, uh, you know, spend money or watch or you know bash or do whatever with the, with the Marvel stuff there. But I'm going to tell you right now, they're going to be okay. They, they, they are, they have a solid core fandom. They, they, their fandom is just as strong as a star Wars fandom and star Wars fandom came out in the night in the seventies and Marvel's fandom is less than two decades old or just, yeah. Yeah. Less than two decades old. So, and they're competing with the big boys uh, fandoms who've been around for pretty much almost half a century. God dang, that makes me feel old. Half a, almost half a century, <laughs> but they're here and they're solid and they're going to keep turning up and turning out to see Marvel projects and stuff. And yeah, there will be a time where fatigue will set in. I, I it just, that's just the way things go and stuff. But 
I also understand if you're a comic book head uh, like myself, you understand that uh, one of the um, key successes, whether it's DC or Marvel, was telling new stories, creating new, really in-depth, rich stories. And the thing is, people would have said, you know, gone with the wind. You know, oh, movies are done. They're now they're pulling sources from books and stuff like that. The whole movie industry is just done. It's it's going to be fatigued. People are going to get tired of it. And here we are. Fast forward. You know, from the from the 1920s to where we are now, people are not tired of the movies. It's just it's just it's actually baked into our 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 culture. It actually informs our our, our culture and stuff. So, yeah, and Marvel figured out how to be that without being one thing. And that is pretty dang clever in its in itself. Spider-Man is this whole other little thing and stuff. And yeah, they come together with the Avengers and stuff. But there's all these different runs that have their own little fan bases. And then you have your fan base overall and stuff. So there so yes, comic book fatigue, movie fatigue may happen. You know, actually guys over at WB who's putting out DC stuff. Um, you know, the fans over there are just getting tired. And, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, they're getting tired of the actors being replaced all the time. They, they, they want to hold, they want someone they can hold on to. They want their Robert Downey Jr. You know, that's like their, their Batman or their Superman that that's going to be their, their golden boy arc and stuff. But you guys keep replacing everybody over and over again. You're canning movies. You're, you're, they're playing into toxic fanboy ism over at Warner brothers and, you know, all those, you know, discovery or whatever they're called now. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm super happy, excited that they got James Gunn over there. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, we'll see with his lineup. He has some ideas, so we'll see how that goes. But right now people don't have too much faith in, 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 in the DC side of things. So you can say that's a little bit of, of fatigue going on over there. So, and, and there, there, I would say there is some fatigue on the Marvel side, but I, I think mm-hmm. blaming Marvel saying, yeah, Marvel fatigue. I don't think that's it for me. I do. And we, and we talked about this um, on, yesterday with their interview that we had with uh, Gilbert Lozano. We're talking about Mm -hmm. the CG and the amount of CG. For me, the amount of endless boundaries that they are giving themselves on the movies, for me, that does seem a little bit, I'm like, okay, the walls are just never ending. It's Mm -hmm. it's, for me, I don't mean to make this comparison because these Marvel movies are way better than this comparison, but for me, it's like Fast and the Furious. You're like, oh, you can do that too because it's movie magic. And I feel like some Marvel movies, it's 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 getting to a point for me where okay, shock me, and it's hard to shock me because now we have, yeah. I think we're on twenty four films now, twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really hard. I mean, we're not going to get the Thanos snap where everyone turned to dust and you leave the theater like, what happened? What just happened? Yeah, yeah. So for me, I, I get it. it's going to be hard, but at the same time. I know Kevin Feige and his team have the tools to make that happen, but at the same time, they haven't made that happen. So for me, there is a bit of fatigue walking out of the movies. Like, for instance, um, uh, Doctor Strange 2. I wanted a little bit more grunge. I could have used somebody actually dying or somebody actually staying villain um, Mm -hmm. and pour into another movie, but I still walked out of that movie like, I enjoyed that. Of course, we all sit there and say, if I can change this, I would have changed this. But the only oh, yeah. thing I would say, if I had Marvel fatigue, 
would just be the amount of not practical effects and the amount of time travel that we're playing with now or timelines that I'm kind of getting a little burnt out because it's a dangerous road. I mean, Marty McFly found that out. It's a dangerous road when you start going back to the future because you really don't know the rules and limits of what you can do. But is that going to stop me from watching the movies? Absolutely not. I'm still going to watch it, but I do find myself in the movies when I see that, like, oh, okay, this is the route we're going, but it's okay. Stay in for the flow. But yeah, I think there's a little bit of fatigue, but not as much as DC's facing right now. Oh yeah, and we're still—I mean, we're, we're still waiting for some of those those big payoffs from the uh, Fox acquisition and stuff. And, and what I mean by that, we're we're waiting for that, you know, that that big clink clink, you know, the the claws of uh, if there's going to be a new Wolverine. And so, I mean, we know we're getting Wolverine. Uh, Hugh Jackman is going to be in Deadpool three, but. You know, is he going to pop up somewhere else or another version of Wolverine is going to pop up somewhere else? We have the entire X-Men that we still need to introduce into this. And so as these movies are being made, I hope that and I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty confident they're doing this. But I, you know, I would love to see some X-Men being peppered in here and there, even if we don't get to see their full powers on display. Those are the surprises, you know, like the Thanos snap that I would like to see because we weren't expecting it. And like we're, you know, Guardians, Guardians coming up would be great to see uh, see something that's coming from the, you know, whether it's Fantastic Four, they're in space or something. I mean, I I don't know. We'll 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 have to see. But I, I think there's some surprises left that Kevin Feige is absolutely about to drop on us and as fans. And we're just gonna. I think we're we may. I'm willing to bet a gentleman's bet here. You know, I remember seeing those those uh those recorded videos in theaters when uh you know you got the Iron Man moment where he snaps and and you got the uh you know the captain america he picks up milnor for the first time we got the uh the avengers moment and stuff where everyone's coming through their portal audience blew their tops and stuff i don't think that has sunset yet i think we're gonna have some more surprises like that i'm hoping for more surprises if we don't then Okay, maybe maybe the fatigue is like okay, all right. But I think we I think we have a, a lot more in store, and it's just you know us being kind of patient as to what's coming out next and stuff. So yeah, that's, that's and we also look at too the Disney's um, the head change when Bob mm-hmm. Chapek was in. Kevin Foggy didn't have full reign over what he could do; he had to answer to somebody, and. Mm-hmm. That was the last. I mean, granted, you can go down the rabbit hole of while well, Iger was still there, but you can go down that. But there was still roughly about two years of possibly having to answer to somebody or a little bit more paper trail. So there's mm-hmm. that. So two years, the last two years, that's going to affect um, Wakanda Forever, which Wakanda Forever was a great film, but it was a great film because it had the tribute piece and the homage yeah. to Chadwick Boseman. I think yeah. it was still a beautiful movie outside of that, but. They had to get over that hurdle first. Um, it did, Ant-Man, yes. Ant-Man is the next film in the running for that two-year in the making gap. So mm-hmm. Ant-Man, Guardians, those movies are going to possibly take a little bit of a hit because they didn't have that Kevin Feige freedom to run. But also, too, a lot of these directors and producers that we had on these Marvel movies are doing other things. This hit right now, Love and Thunder, even though Taika Waititi, I can never pronounce his last name, 
Taika Waititi. Yeah. Yeah, he's Waititi. Yeah, he's a solid producer, solid director. But when he did Love and Thunder, I think it was those two movies were announced way too soon from Ragnarok coming out and Love and Thunder being announced. I think it was just too soon, and the hype and comedy rolled over. Ant Man, it's been some time. Guardians Three, we know it's been some time. So mm-hmm. I think we're gonna get out of that bubble. Kevin Feige's gonna get a hold of the reins again. Not only that, mm-hmm. he has to because his job is now on the line because there's no longer a middleman stopping him. If if content isn't working and the numbers are dropping, mm-hmm. well, then we may lose him. But yeah. if numbers are dropping, it's they're gonna start looking for bigger risks to take. Let's try this. Let's try that. And there's so many more loopholes that we haven't went down the rabbit hole yet. We're about to get Adam Warlock. That was an end mm-hmm. credit scene that is finally yep. coming to surface. There's a handful yep. of end credit scenes out there that we haven't seen come to light today. And we know they're in the works. But at the same time, too, we're coming up on all the season twos of all the Disney Plus shows that yep. have led us into this. Agatha, Agatha of Darkness came from WandaVision. We had a Loki mm-hmm. season two. Loki's also, or Morbius is in, is it Deadpool, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, like, we're starting to see those branch out. So, right now, we're just in a a dry spell where we're transitioning from phase four to phase five. And phase four mm-hmm. may have not been everyone's favorite, but phase four came out at a time where we really couldn't go see the movies. We had to order them on Disney Plus. So, no one really built the hype on those films. So, unfortunately, mm-hmm. That's why that fatigue feels like it's there. If the pandemic didn't happen, we would not be having this fatigue conversation. It wouldn't even be in anybody's language. Absolutely. And here's the thing. We're also comparing Marvel movies to other Marvel movies. And the, the those last phase wasn't performing as well as the previous phases. And I say that because if we're comparing Marvel movies to all movies that are just out there and stuff – Marvel's still taking the number one, two, number two spots and stuff. It just is. They're still a Disney is still a juggernaut uh, force to to be reckoned with every time they release a a Marvel movie and stuff. They just weren't doing as well as previous Marvel movies for those factors that you're talking about, uh, Lewis and stuff. Um, and yeah, so I I'm I'm a, I'm myself personally. I'm always excited. You know that's just how it is. I understand what it is. It's it's something to look forward to. I can't wait for Loki, local Loki two to come out. Uh, maybe we get Mobius and Mobius riding a jet ski and and yeah, who 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 knows and stuff. I know we get King. He's in at least three episodes of the new Loki that's going to be coming out. Um, but there's some some good stuff that's happening. I mean, we got there's going to be a, a new Eternals movies. Uh, we got the Marvels. The Marvels is going to be dope. Oh, I I can't tell you how much like uh when we got Photon, we got Captain Marvel, uh, we got Miss Marvel in here. Like these characters are bad characters, badass characters in their own right in their comic book runs and stuff. And so you get to see them shine. And I guarantee, I I'll put another bet out there that Miss Marvel is going to outshine a lot of them. I know a lot of people want, it's kind of curious about Monica Rambo's powers as, as Photon and what that's going to look like and stuff. But I guarantee you, Miss, Miss Marvel is going to, going to steal the show and stuff. And whatever you, you know, you know, say about Carol Danvers or, you know, Captain Marvel, what have you, 
It, it's fine. It's, you know, uh, take her or leave her. I don't care. Not everyone has to like every character that's out there and stuff. I, I happen to like her. I enjoyed the movie itself and stuff. So I enjoyed and, the movie, but the, the, the only issue, the only issue I had of the movie is nothing even happened to the movie. It's the same mm-hmm. issue I had with uh, Black Widow timing. Mm-hmm. I think it came out yeah. at the wrong spot yes. of the phases. Both of those were great movies, but dropping Black Widow after we know Widow, Black Widow's whole journey yeah. was like, why? Why yep. know this? And and Captain Marvel, again, that one came out. It's like, wow, you're taking us way back when and we're already past that. Like, at this point, we don't even need to know that because we know what happens after this. So for me, they're great movies, beautiful films, just mm-hmm. wrong timing. And yep. I'm stoked for the Marvels, but also, too, I'm stoked for what else is to come. Secret Wars, I mean, that's going to oh, be yes. that. I mean, there's so much coming out that, and there's so much yeah. more. We talked about this a few shows back where there's a lot of gaps. We're like, oh, we have this coming out in April and this coming out in November. It's like, so there's a six-month span and nothing's coming out. I think it's a lot of the Fox properties. Um, yeah. fingers crossed that something Moon Knight is coming out because Moon Knight for me was another Guardians moment. I was stoked yeah. for the first Guardians because I remember looking at tree characters to draw and I saw Groot before I knew it was Groot. I was like, what is that? And I saw it and I fell in love with Guardians based on the visuals of the comic books. And Moon Knight caught me off guard. I didn't know much about Moon Knight. I knew the mental health part because working in mental health um, one of the clinicians used to talk about a superhero that had um, uh, not PTSD, but like multi-personalities. I forgot that yeah, yeah. new term for it. And so when it came out, I was like, whoa. And Moon Knight for me is number one Disney Plus show just because it's its, its own thing. It doesn't tie in anything yet. It's a beautiful show. I think it was a tad bit rushed the last three episodes. But I'm excited to see what comes to Disney Plus next because mm-hmm. – uh, Everything except and nothing against Hawkeye. Again, I think that was just wrong timing. <laughs> um, I think everything on Disney Plus has been a, oh wow, that gave us a little bit more from Miss Marvel. Uh, I enjoyed mm-hmm. She Hulk, except for the season finale. That's the only thing I didn't like. But the entire <laughs> show, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was comical. Mm-hmm. It was enjoyable. It was something new. Um, Winter Soldier and, and uh, or not Hawkeye Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, it's, uh, yeah, Winter Soldier Falcon and, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that one right there, I don't like it as a Disney Plus show. That one needed to be a movie. That was a story that needed to be seen on the big screen with a little bit more action scenes. I mm-hmm. felt like it was a diet soda on Disney Plus. Like it needed more. But overall, yes, beautiful show. So yeah, I'm no, excited. That, yeah, same. Absolutely. I mean, Secret Invasion, Armor Wars. Um, we got uh, God. We we got introduced to Ironheart. Uh, there's there's gonna be. I mean, there's gonna be a Wakanda show that at some point you know that's gonna be coming out and stuff. So there there's some projects and stuff. I mean, movies and TV stuff. I mean, we got Blade. I've been waiting for Blade. Um, I you know it's yeah that that right there would kind of make a complete circle for me because for me blade started it all like yes iron man was the first official marvel property but without blade and the the you know the the box office success that that rated r movie had that was a marvel property 
it proved that Marvel can can make movies. Marvel's, you know, and then Marvel started, you know, selling uh, selling off, you know, Spider Man and the X Men and stuff like that. And then Sony's like, well, damn, Blade did successful. Let's throw off some Spider Man movies. Boom, we got more success. And then boom, Marvel started making movies. If it wasn't for Blade, Marvel, we wouldn't we we wouldn't have what we got today. And so I'm super glad that we're going to get a, a reboot and bring Blade in officially to the Marvel universe. And I can't wait to see what that is. I think they, they chose right when they got, when they hired Masrallah Ali to play blade and we'll, it just really comes down to the, the writing, uh, the storyline, what they're, how they're going to do it and stuff. So, but there's plenty of stuff that come that's about to come. That's coming out and stuff in the next couple of years. And I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, I mean, so with looking forward to it, I'm going to, I'm going to take a pivot real quick. Cause I, I mean, sure. Obviously, the viewers want to hear about Ant Man. They want to hear something about Ant Man. So yeah. I, I'm I want to change the, the role. I'm going to interview you a little bit and All ask right, questions that I'm I'm down to hear that you want to share. All Overall, right. I'm I'm going to keep it since everyone wants to talk about numbers. Let's keep it fun. Okay. Scale one to ten, King right now, King F off of Ant Man. If we're not taking Loki, just what mm-hmm. we've seen in Ant Man, scale one to ten on. The aggressiveness and the weight he brings to a character on screen, 10 being home run, better than Thanos, a one being he's Jar Jar Binks of Star Wars. Where what are you giving him? <laughs> I give him a solid 7.5. So he he's in the he's in the beginning phases and he only gets 7.5. Um simply because the the fight wasn't a conclusion of what happened and stuff. Uh, I would rate it higher, but I know where they're going with it. So right now, he's coming out swinging and stuff, and so he's he's climbing towards that that ten, that nine to ten rating and stuff, which is very hard to get. But seven point five, I think he's he's a solid villain, and his variants, man, ooh, <laughs> he's yeah. They came, they came, like he says, and I'll say this one spoiler because he said it in the trailer, he came to win. That's it. His his only objective is to win. That's what he does. He's a winner. So, all right. That's yeah. Seven point five is what I'll score his villainy. Okay, so now, obviously, us being Marvel fans, we can't go into a Marvel movie and see it and not walk out at least doing some type of armchair imaginary. We're like, oh, I would do that a little bit different. I wouldn't have went that. But it's different from saying, oh, that was trash. So I'm curious, watching Ant-Man, did it, was there a lot of moments or only a few moments or none at all that you're like, hmm, I would have done that a little bit different or that you were like, hmm, I wouldn't have went that direction. So were there any moments where you felt like watching it that you, if you were in the director's and producer's chair, you would have said, no, let's alter this because that either makes no sense or that doesn't really give us more of the story. So I probably would have, and I'm, I'll try not to spoil this, but there, there's there's a relationship between uh, uh, so Cassie Lang is Scott Lang's daughter, uh, Paul Rudd's daughter. Uh, uh, Cassie plays by uh, Catherine Newton. Um, there's a inter- bit of interaction. And I'm gonna spoil it a little bit, but she's it's very okay. much kind of she's very much kind of a, 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 a this new kind of like rebel. Like she's out there, kind of you know you know, fighting the good fight for people who can't fight for themselves. And she's using the Ant-Man tech and stuff. And she's kind of having this kind of 
uh, Gen Z versus uh, Gen X or Boomer kind of moment with her dad, and like, what did you know? Like, what are you doing? Like, what have you done? And that part I would have changed because I would have put more respect on Ant Man's name writing that movie. Because here's the thing. Ant-Man saved the entire freaking universe. If it wasn't for his actions and getting trapped in that time vortex and the quantum realm and stuff, we wouldn't have had discovered. Tony Stark wouldn't have the idea of tying together time travel. That piece would have never happened, and those people would never snap back and stuff. So Ant-Man saved half the freaking known universe and stuff. And for his daughter to kind of it just uh that part they it was a little disrespectful to 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 Scott Lang in my opinion so i would have absolutely rewrote that and re because we all know that we we all saw it you know and you know we saw the rap you know bring him out of the you know out of the quantum realm when he flicked the thing but it was his idea it was his drive his fortitude that coalesced and brought the Avengers together, got Tony Stark, got the Hulk, got everyone to kind of really try to figure this out. And they did it and they owe it up. They owe it to our man's Ant-Man. So there's a little disrespect that was written into it that wasn't necessary, wasn't needed and stuff. So now I've heard that there's two end credit scenes. Yes. All right. Is the first one better than the second one or is the second one better than the first one? We're going to start there. Which one do you think is better out of the two? So, I have two schools of thoughts on this. Um, one comic book head thought, and then one just a general Marvel only movie fan thought. So, if I was generally just an only Marvel movie fan who was just, you know, I, I've been watching Marvel movies since the beginning, I think the first in credit scene was was stellar. It was it was amazing, and it really kind of showed what Kang was about and what's going on here. The second one as a Marvel movie only fan was a little bit confusing because you got a, a appearance, but you weren't sure like you got, so you, you got a familiar character's appearance and then you got an unfamiliar kind of like, okay, well, who's this particular one supposed to be now as a comic book fan, absolutely reversed. Cause I know who, who the familiar characters were looking at i yeah i know what's about to come and what's about to happen and how that person what he did in the comic books and stuff so a lot of people weren't really knowing what variant i'll just say that variant that they were looking at and stuff but i i absolutely do and i think that was a better um uh, uh that was a better in credit scene than than the first one so Hope that answered with minimum spoilers. So, I so so for me the end credit scenes. I usually by now, if I haven't seen the movie in the first week, by this time mm-hmm. I've already YouTube the end credit scenes. But okay. I haven't done that yet, and the reason being is because and there's something on this Ant Man movie. Like the first the first Ant Man, I watched it on DVD when it came out. I, mm-hmm. I was stoked on it, but I wasn't that stoked on it. Ant-Man and the Wasp, I was working at the movie theater, so I saw it, I think, the following weekend just because I could. And it was after the second Ant-Man movie, I was like, you know what? These are really good. Like, I'm starting to buy into the Ant-Man movies. Um, I, I wasn't a big – I liked the comedy from uh, Michael Pena's character, but I was like, yeah, it just oh, seems yes. out of place. 
But now I love that. I, I look forward to that. Ant-Man in the Avengers movies, asking for an orange peel every once in a while. I, I, I wait for those moments. So for this one, there's a lot of anticipation. So I'm trying my hardest not to look at stuff. Or really yeah. dig into it. But I do know that if I don't go see this within the next week, it, all, 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 all hats are off. Like it's game on. I can't really get mad about it. But um, for the end credit scenes, if, mm-hmm. if would you where would you scale those? Are if I think we have twenty five movies, are those two end credit scenes higher on the list for the better end credit scenes, or would you put them on the lower end of the list of other end credit scenes that we have gotten? They're mid. Um, they're they're good for comic accuracy. Uh, the first one was especially. I mean, that if anyone who knows anything about King to Conquer, they they know. Yeah, it really kind of suits the comic book uh, accuracy. But at, at the end of the day, if I had to rate them out of all the credit scenes I've seen, you know, that were setting things up, are revealing new things and stuff like that, it, they're mid. They're mid tier. So, okay, man, is there an Ant Man four? Absolutely. So? Yeah. There. Yeah. There is. There has. There has to be. In fact, I'm actually hoping there, there's a, a, a wasp uh, for it because uh, the other piece that I would have changed. You, you mentioned that I would have I would have put hope, you know, in there more and stuff. Um, they really downplayed her character, and I get it's a big movie, and you know, and I also get that you know Paul Rudd is is the star, but don't call Ant Man and the Wasp, and you know, and and not and you know have a small portion of, of of the wasp in it and stuff so that that's a spoiler but i, I it, i'm just calling it that that's the piece i would change absolutely add more hope into into that so you brought up something very that i didn't even think of because ant-man ant-man and the wasp ant-man and the wasp quantumania it's it's something unique i didn't think about that like why is it called ant-man and the wasp quantumania if it's ant-man's third movie i thought mm-hmm. ant-man and the wasp this was that's the sequel because the wasp shows up, kind of like you know the winter Captain America, the Winter Soldier. This is the that timeline. Captain mm-hmm. America, Civil War. It was always Captain America. Iron Man one, Iron Man mm-hmm. two, Iron Man three. Till this day, I don't understand why Iron Man two and Iron Man three just got Iron Man two and Iron Man three, and, and everyone else has like subtitles. But mm-hmm. you know what? Robert Downey Jr. held it down. He didn't need a side note, so he went. But it's very interesting. It's called Ant Man the Wasp: Quantumania. And I wonder, like, are we ever going to get a solo Ant-Man movie again, or will it always go down as Ant-Man and the Wasp? I, yeah, I actually, I would love to see a, a Wasp solo. I think she's a little bit more treacherous than than Scott Lang is, but I, I don't think so. Um, we're gonna, uh, it's gonna be broken up ever again. It's always gonna be Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's just kind of yeah. how that's gonna I, go. I stand corrected too. We have Guardians one, well, Volume one, Volume two, Volume three, yeah, the so Volume I, series and stuff. Yeah, it's not just Iron Man, but Iron Man just had the simple n- numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for Ant Man. I really am. Um, it's good. I'm excited to hear more about the quantum realm and stuff like that. Um, but I'm also excited for us to get another villain or even a variant. I guess you could say yes. probably more properly. I'm excited that they're going to jump down that rabbit hole again because. One thing I enjoyed about the Infinity Saga was after the first phase, you start knowing there's a big baddie at the end of the finish line. We're yep. just working to get there. And I like that we've already seen him. And now, yep. and no, now, we we, 
Oh, okay. And now, yeah, I, I like that because now we know what we're facing and we know we can't win until the final battle. Mm-hmm. As where Infinity War, that's where it caught you. We're like, oh, they're probably going to beat them. And nope, the snap happened and you realize, oh, this isn't over. So I like that they're taking some pieces from that. And I'm super excited to see mm-hmm. it. I'm excited to see how this plays out because the rest of this year we have Guardians. The Marvels, I think that's it for blockbuster hits, mm-hmm. and we have some. Uh, we have a handful of TV shows, but mm-hmm. this is going to be the biggest st- footprint for time travel and quantum mania because I think Guardians Three looks like it's going to be a closing story for them. It doesn't look like they're going to open too many lanes to go back into the collaboration with the Avengers or the new Avengers or anything like that it seems like they're closing that outlet up. So the only other outlet that they're going to go to to see this time travel or, you know, timeline, some of that would be the Marvels or in the TV shows. So I'm really curious to see, for me, that I haven't seen it yet, how that plays out on the big screen because it's going to be a little while till we yeah. jump back in neck deep into time travel, timelines, and other variants. So I'm excited for that portion of the movie. Well, absolutely. I can't wait for you to see it. And so we can talk in detail and deep dive and we can bring on the rest of the team and stuff. But because um, when I said we haven't seen the big body, we haven't, Um, you know, yes, King the Conqueror, there's the King dynasty and everything else, but there's, there's a, I'll go over when we do our deep dive as to I, what I believe Marvel is actually leading up to. And boy, there's a baddie that is, is beyond the pill. So I'll just say, I'll just hint, hint. I'll just say that. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's, that's about, I think that's about as much as I can get into Ant-Man without really dropping some major bombs and stuff, because there's some, there's some, some, some stuff. And actually I'm, I think I'm gonna go re-see it again because uh, another friend of mine had another theory that I think I might've missed. Uh, so I want to, I want to just kind of verify that before I even uh, speak further, but yeah, I'm. You know, this this was a good movie. I I, I think it's great. Um, don't don't pay well pay attention or don't pay attention to what other critics say about the second tier, the second box office. Uh, you know the you know them not making that much money and stuff like that. It's you know it is what it is and stuff. It was great. They beat the previous Ant Man's. <laughs> So, and that's what I'm basing that off of. Was the movie better than the predecessors? And yeah, it, it was. And it showed at the box office. So, yep. And, fi- and find your own opinion, whether you want to listen to it or not. Yeah. Be open to listening to others' opinions, but also be open to saying, hey, I saw it and I thought it was trash. Or, hey, I saw it and it was absolutely yeah. m- amazing. If you liked it, you liked it. If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. But that's those fine. opinions that's should fine. not yep. be forced on others. Yep. And also listen to only uh, Skip to My Lou and the Blurred Hulk's uh, opinions as well. So listen to your own and then listen to us. And then listen to your own after. I got to get a Marvel L name somewhere. I'm going to look into it and see what I can come up with. Because uh, okay, I need something, man. Everyone's got some some solid Marvel names. And uh, I got a bunch of like copycat names that I'm hiding I'm like, I'm like Loki because he's got the alligator. He's got um, uh, not all these different variants and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, Sylvie, 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 uh, yeah, 
Yeah, he, he has a, he has a few variants of, of his name and stuff. But and you, I call you Skip to my Lou. I'm gonna be honest because I I got that from and you remember and one mixtapes the little basketball. Yeah. Little, yep. <clears throat> there's a player on there called Skip to my Lou. So soon so I saw Lou, I was like, oh hell yeah, Skip to my Lou. So that's where oh, I came I, from. I like it. <clears throat> Rest in peace to and one because you know that was a pretty fun run while they lasted, but they're they're no longer Nike. Made sure of that and stuff so <laughs> oh man well but you got I, anything else man no that's it that's all i got and stuff i mean we'll 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 still try to put out more marvel content for you guys uh we'll, we'll try to talk about some rumors um and you know what productions are filming and what shows are going to be coming up and then when we get to the live shows or, or sorry, when we get to the the Disney Plus shows, we'll start doing more uh, consistent, you know, weekly kind of breakdowns and stuff like that. But right now, we're we're good. I, I think we we filled our Marvel bucket for the big bosses to be over at Walt's apartment podcast. So we're we're good to go. If we're going off numbers again, our numbers are looking good right now. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yes, they are. We got we're we're doing pretty pretty well and stuff. So I just want to say this, all you Marvel tribe fans out there, I appreciate you, and you know we're gonna definitely work on putting out more content for you guys. Uh, Lewis, uh, tell people what you what you've been up to because Lewis is the dude that if you haven't seen our Patreon and stuff, join our Patreon. It's Walt's apartment. Um, how do you get to our Patreon? Um, so if you go to our Instagram page and you click the link in our bio, you can find a link to our Patreon, which also then gets you to our Discord. And we are doing a lot of fun things on our Discord. We're doing a lot of fun things in general, whether it's on the live show, whether it's here in the Marvel Tribe, um, Main Street View, Extra Magic Hour, yeah. Knights of the Rogue Republic. We're doing a lot of cool things, but also, too, we're doing a lot more things to get our listeners, our viewers involved with us. We have um, stickers that are going out. We have monthly giveaways for our Patreons. We have exclusive stuff. So like yesterday we did an interview with Gilbert Lozano, who is a Disney artist and sculptor. There's a 45 minute pre-interview, just conversating, talking that is only available to our Patreon members. The Patreon, um, we got posters. Um, we had a giveaway last month for a Funko pop. Um, this coming month, we're doing like a Disney platinum giveaway. So a lot of ways to get involved with us, not just listening to us, but really becoming one with the podcast itself. So you can find us on all social media platforms, Walt's Apartment Podcast. You can find us on all your um, uh, podcasts, websites, Spotify, Apple, all of those. Um, but you can connect with us on social media at Walt's Apartment Podcast. And then you can even follow us individually where all of us are doing something individual to be a pillar, a beacon, in the apartment itself absolutely so with that we're gonna sign off and enjoy the view and we'll, we'll talk to you guys later with the marvel tribe there we go the marvel tribe i gotta, I gotta find my marvel tribe voice <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah get that base of the marvel tribe there but we go that, nah, i gotta work on my barry white stuff <laughs> all righty we out <laughs>